What's up, fellas? Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Mad Handle Podcast, All-Star Weekend Edition. So much stuff coming down. Charlie, how you feeling right now? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. Coming live and direct from Midtown Manhattan. It's a beautiful, right. sunny, 50-degree day. People are out. The city's alive. Knicks are maybe in the playoffs soon. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Things are up, buddy. Things are up. How many Nick jerseys are you seeing walking around the streets right now? Dude, it's a it's a Knicks city always, forever. The Nets, you see no Nets jerseys, only Knicks jerseys. That's all I like to hear. Easy, how you living? Charlie's coming in hot. I like it. I gotta match that energy, man. Shit. Let's go. P- press the rewind button. Match that energy. I'm gonna we say. Gotta start this over. Um, <laughs> I will just say I'd be a little more excited if we did the pod Tuesday and we weren't fresh off a 20 plus point loss to the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. Things are good. We're 500 bit, baby. Awesome, man. So you're all settled in that apartment. You ready to go? Uh, half. I'm looking at all my possessions on the floor still, but it's all right. <laughs> you got to buy some tables at some point, right? No. Nah. Right, hit Bob's. Nah, fuck that. Just leave it on the floor. <laughs> all right, fellas. Let's get right into it. Easy. You mentioned it. Nick's coming off of a pretty much a blowout loss, um, but they are 500. They're 18 and 18. Who would have thunk it? Easy. What? Let's hear it, man. Let's hear your thoughts on the Knicks so far. It's three words, baby. We the best. <laughs> we the fucking, maybe four words. We the fucking best. I don't know how you want to phrase it. Um, we should dude, make t-shirts, I, by the way. That's a good t-shirt. Right there. <laughs> Legit. Um, dude, it's, it's crazy. I am... Fully, I don't know. Julius Randle, love it. Um, who who needs Mitch? Let's like, let's go, baby. I might even start liking Obi Toppin again. We'll see. Oh, we're far off from that. But yeah, <laughs> Charlie, how about you, man? What are you thinking? There's a lot of things to break into the Knicks here, but uh, why don't you give us one of your points and let's get into it. Man, there's there's a lot to unpack here. I was riding high a couple of days ago when we were fourth in the Eastern Conference. I was strutting all around with my chest popped out. I got to say, I've come back down to earth a little bit. I've come back down, being a little bit more realistic, a little bit more level-headed. But Easy brought up brought up the guy, man, Obi. I'm, I'm going to have to say, fellas, it's sad. I, I may be switching up. I may be switching up on my guy. I'm just... I'm not feeling him. He doesn't create his own offense. I'm just not getting a lot of pop out of him. I don't know. I'm, I'm not liking his game right now. IQ, I'm loving. I like IQ's game. Obviously, Julius Randle's playing phenomenal, getting a lot of production off the bench. But, like, what happened to some of these other guys? What happened to Austin Rivers? I thought we signed that guy. That guy doesn't even play anymore. I don't know. He had, like, three or four really good games, and then Tibbs is like, all right, get your ass to the back of the bench. Back, back of the bench with Frank. Yeah. Frank's getting more minutes than he is now. Right. But uh, so interesting thing that I actually heard on the radio is uh, who's that guy? What Brian Windhorse, the guy who used to cover like LeBron everywhere he went. Is that like LeBron's personal reporter? Yeah, exactly. So he came out and said 
that the Knicks within a year that the Knicks are going to land a superstar. And I'm like, okay. So like my first thought is Bradley Beal. I mean, you can kind of, he's on a terrible team. He does have a big contract, but I think that's one. He is a superstar and he is going to be available. Charlie, you think we're going to make a play for this guy? I love it, man. I love it. And I was thinking, you know, you like you hear this traditional names being bounced around, right? They're always like, oh, Carl Anthony Towns. There's no fucking way they're signing Carl Anthony Towns after Thibodeau was in Minnesota and was the GM and the coach in Minnesota. And they weren't even that good. Like, I mean, Thibodeau brought them to the playoffs, which was an amazing accomplishment, considering that's a perennial gutter team. But the thing about it is they're not going to sign a player like that. There's not a ton of stars that you see in the market becoming available in the next couple of years, in my opinion, what I see them doing is signing Julius Randle in the off season because he's young and he's 26. And I think he's a piece that you build around and he's proven that he can get even better potentially than he is this season. And he's an all-star. Like, I think this guy can be really good and he's only 26, but if you add in a piece like a Bradley Beal, who is what averaging over 30 points a game right now, that's a predominant scoring force right there. Who's giving you 55 to 60 points a game potentially. And then you add in some of the other pieces that we have already like an RJ, like some of the other defensive pieces that we have as well. Mitch, for instance, when he comes back from the the hand injury, I really like how that team builds out, especially in the Eastern Conference when we've seen that it's basically going to be Brooklyn and then sort of a shakeout between the rest of the teams. That's true. Easy. What are your thoughts on Beal? I mean, one thing that comes up for me is like, is this guy going to be a fit for Tibbs? And like, what are we going to have to give up? Because like some of the names that you mentioned, Charlie, I I feel like wouldn't be here if we're actually going to make that play to trade for Beal. But uh, Easy, what are your thoughts here? So that's what I was going to say. I actually, it was funny. I read the article and I was like, and then I listened to the podcast earlier. Um, and Windhorse was like, yeah, you know, like they'll throw in Julius for like to match salaries because he's making like 20 a year. So Julius like, Randall's name should not be coming up as like a match salary type anymore. Yeah, no way. And that's what was so funny to me. So it's like, all right. So first off, now you're going to like throw it out there that we're going to get a star. And then you're going to trade the only potential <laughs> reason for anybody to want to come here. Yeah. Include that guy in the package. So then Beal could come play with Knox and Obi. Like <laughs> it seems, I don't know. It seems silly. And I'm kind of with Charlie. I don't, I don't see the free agent. I don't see the disgruntled star who's going to want out. Cause I'll tell you right now, if it's Oladipo, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I think we, yeah, I think we're all in the green. You know? Like I, I don't know if Oladipo is that. If we're gonna make are, we, are we all in alignment there? Like I tossed that out to a buddy who's a Knicks fan and he like destroyed me for even suggesting that. Like, are we just completely over Oladipo? Like after the injury? Well, can he show like his pre-injury numbers again? Right. True. Right. I, I don't think he's gonna be worth the contract that he's looking for. Um but and he yeah, wants to just point. turn down the two-year 45 from the Rockets. He's coming off an injury, so you know he's going to want that four or five-year deal. So he wants like a Gordon Hayward deal, I bet. Like four years, 
25, you know, like 25 mil a year at least. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can see that contract being like a really bad signing for us. Come like in like three years from now, where we're yeah. Could you like- imagine Victor Oladipo three years, a hundred or four years, a hundred and twenty million dollars? Right, let's get into my boy Julius Randle because he. I, I mean, the 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 switch has flipped for me with this guy. I, I think he's a cornerstone piece for us. He's going to be, his jersey is going to be retired in the rafters when it's all said and done. He is my guy right now. He's untouchable. Don't put him in any trade rumors. Sign this guy. He's a Tibbs guy. He's, I mean, he, they just mesh together, right? Like he loves the way that Tibbs coaches him up. And he, I think the biggest part here is not the numbers. It's like the actual leadership with some of the younger players. Sign him up. I'm in for Julius. Easy. What are your thoughts on Julius? I fucking love him. I wanted this guy. I wanted us to do like Marcus Morris trade from last year with this dude. Yeah. Play him, get numbers and get a first round pick. But dude, I, I I'm, I, I'm in, he plays D he runs the floor. He does everything. He literally does everything. And I think the fact that he does do so much really lets quite quickly just come out and shoot it. Like he doesn't have to run an offense. Like I think that it sets, it sets people in in their like roles better than it would be if we didn't have him, you know? Defenses have to pay attention to him. Right. So it's going to like open up things for other players. Oh yeah. Charlie, what do you think about Julius, man? Yeah. Say some good things, please, please. I'm loving (laughs) I'm loving Jewel. I'm loving him, man. And I I think to your point too, you know, the leadership aspect I think has been huge, right? I think he has, it's been a real pleasure to see him sort of step into that role as a leader on the team, take that on, you know, take on not only that leading scoring role on the court, but really become that vocal leader off the court as well. And I think really sort of become a model for these younger guys like IQ, like RJ, who are, you know, sort of in their first or second year in the league and are sort of looking for even a little bit more direction that they had last year. I think another thing too, that's really good for him is the conditioning and the body and the fitness that he brought into the season this year. I think he was probably carrying a little bit extra weight in previous seasons. And I think him trimming down and I look for him to maybe probably even trim down even further than he is now, I think is going to help him as he ages and he becomes, you know, obviously a high usage guy to maintain that body and maintain his health going forward. I think also too, he's now a piece that we have that's essentially homegrown we've really developed him I think this year too and it shows a little bit of the ineptness maybe on the Lakers coaches for sort of casting him off but I think also too he attracts other guys to come to this team now and I think that's something that the Knicks have always been craving it's what Brooklyn did to get KD and Kyrie and I think right now we're seeing the Knicks model that same type of thing and it's happening organically and it's really good to see i love it yeah i I think a big piece of this is you know he's an all-star now you know for like the first time in his career he's an all-star as a nick yep it's time to do some recruiting julius you're in with all these guys start you know whispering around hey booker you know hey 
Beal, all these guys, Jalen Brown, you want to be the, like a number one piece in New York? Come on over, dude. Just get your, just whisper into everybody's ear that New York is the place to be. It's not Brooklyn. Let's get some players here. But I actually did have a question because you mentioned his name earlier, uh, Charlie. You mentioned Mitch before. Um, I do feel like if we're going to make a run at any anyone, especially through the trade route, that's going to have to probably include, I would hope, like Kevin Knox and like Frank yeah. and like all these cast-offs. But I definitely think that Mitch is going to be mentioned in those in those talks. So, uh, you know, what are you thinking with Mitch? Like, are, are, are you okay with getting rid of him? Yeah, so it's it's an interesting thing. And I think also, too, Mitch being on the sidelines right now with a hand injury, right? We've seen a couple of names bounced around that the Knicks could potentially be interested in looking at, right? We're Andre playing Drummond our best being, ball without him, right? I know. Andre Drummond being one of them. I will say, though, like one thing that Mitch was always prone to doing in past seasons was ridiculous fouls and getting himself in foul trouble. And I will say that this season for the first time, Thibodeau had really coached that out of him. And I think that was an improvement on Mitch's part. I think his fouls per game went down dramatically. He would foul out or foul quickly or get two or three fouls back to back to back. And it would be so stupid. You'd be shaking your head. So he's learned to, control his body I think a little bit more on the basketball court from a defensive perspective but I also agree too he's been on the bench and a guy like Nerlens Noel has actually stepped up and been a pretty good rim protector for the Knicks in his absence and they're playing well without him my question and I think I maybe even mentioned it in previous podcasts is I feel like Mitch is one of those players that we've been talking for a few years now who's like about to pop he's about to blow up and we're still waiting for that moment do you know what i mean i'm still waiting for that 30 point monster game from him dunking all over the place just an animal on the court and we haven't gotten that yet well it's like learn a fucking post move yeah yeah exactly he was shooting threes in the offseason like what are you doing bud getting the fucking post you play basketball. Yes, You're paid to play basketball daily. Learn a post move. Big time. I don't know. At least his free throws are better. Well, the NBA, like, it's it's something that I think the front office is going to have to like figure out. And the NBA's changed. Like, what are we? We're, we're going to like lock up this one way player who plays really great defense, but is really doesn't do much on offense other than catch lobs and dunk. Yeah, like one dimensional. On and we're going to lock him up to this big, crazy contract. Like, like you said, we got Nerlens Noel for the minimum. Like those types of bigs you can get on the buyout market or just like basic veteran guys where I don't think like the good teams aren't paying big guys like that anymore. And if they are, it's because the big guy, like, like a Jokic or an Embiid, they're like complete sent, like yeah. franchise yeah. cornerstones. You, like, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. That's funny. Cause that, that was going to be my question to you is like, uh, you know, with Noel playing the way he is like, the, it kind of makes Mitch like replaceable really. Like, so if like, if he's, if he's brought up in one of these deals, like I'm kind of more in tune to just be like, all right, yeah, let's throw him in there. We'll give up our first round pick this year. Cause we're playing good basketball. It's not going to be this like high pick, 
even though it never is for us. But uh, I think we're in a really good spot to, to make a move here. Um, Charlie, any other thoughts on the Knicks? Any other players you want to get into? Yeah, no, that's that's huge. I mean, I think that, you know, the point with Mitch is something that, you know, the the front office is going to have to figure out too, right? Because his deal is going to be up soon and we're going to have to either negotiate an extension, negotiate a new contract, or he's ultimately going to test the market. Truthfully, he's not somebody that I'm ready to commit a lot of years and a lot of money to. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, if there is a trade that comes up and it does make sense, I think I lean more on the side to package him in it. I'm in for that. Yeah. Easy. We got our boy, RJ Barrett. We talk about him all the time. For some reason, he's not getting minutes in the fourth quarter sometimes now. Tell me, what's, your, what's the story with R.J. Barrett? Okay. I'm very happy you said that because I, <clears throat> I want to talk about my grievances with fucking Tom Thibodeau. Your criticisms? Um, you get into the criticisms? Okay. Let's go. Let's, let's hear it. Let me – hold on. Let me preface this with – I obviously we're a six seed. It's incredible. I think that um, he has built a culture and an identity here, which is clearly something that like good teams have and good teams need to attract players and just interest in the organization in general. Um, with that said, Stop sucking Derrick Rose's dick. Please. Please. This guy plays constantly. He takes away minutes from quickly. He benches RJ in the fourth because he like what? He wants more offense. I don't understand it. This season should only be about RJ Barrett, uh Julius Randall, um the young guys. Like it's not about playing Derrick Rose 25 minutes a game. I, I just don't like, and he's playing really well. And that's what's so annoying is Rose is actually playing well and he's shooting well and everything. And he plays good with the young guys, but I just would rather see those, those minutes go to somebody who could learn from them instead of just like a piece that we know who he is already. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree that that's been my biggest thing here is, you know, I know, you know, the Knicks main goal is obviously to win basketball games, but I want them to win those games with our younger players developing and like kind of being the reason why they're winning the game. Uh, and it, it, yeah, like you're right, like Derrick Rose getting those minutes and, and Burke's getting getting those minutes over RJ in crunch time. It, it's not really helpful for, for his development. Charlie, any criticisms for oh, Tibbs? One more thing I wanted to bring up real quick. No, you cut off. I'm just kidding. They, <laughs> I, I, please, please, can I get an invite to the next Rivers slash Thibodeau barbecue? Because you know Doc and him are boys. They hang out all the time. Thibodeau trades for his fucking prodigal son and Derek Rose and then glues Austin Rivers to the fucking bench. To the fucking bench. He's played eight minutes since Derek Rose has gotten here. Like, Crazy. it's insane. Wow. And like, 
Derek Rose, like, and what's funny is R- Rose and Rivers, they're very similar players, I guess. They're like kind of spark plug point guards off the bench that do shit. And he just, yeah, he, he's not playing Austin anymore. And it's funny. I could see him being kind of a trade piece. <clears throat> not going to get much yeah. for him, but Charlie, yeah. any, any, uh, any points to what Easy's saying? Any criticisms of, of what's going on with the Knicks so far? Yeah, I mean, you you guys know, but when I heard that news that Derrick Rose was going to be traded to the Knicks, I kind of thought, why? And I think for a number of reasons. First, right, if I'm Derrick Rose in my career, why the hell am I going to the Knicks? Like, I'm going to try and chase a ring. Like, I'd be trying in any way possible to be calling up LeBron, being like, hey, you guys need me out in L.A.? Like, Clippers, what's up? Like, Nets, I'll come for literally the veteran minimum. Like, I wouldn't be coming to the Knicks. He said he wants to be a leader and show the young guys, but, like, him and Thibodeau definitely are, you know, basketball uh, on the same wavelength from a basketball perspective because they've obviously been together now in three different places. So I don't think, to Kevin's point, we're in a conundrum, right? We need offense. Derek Rose provides it. He's playing very well, but we're getting offense and we're getting offensive production at the behest of the development of our young guys. And I think this was the probably the thought process that we were debating back last summer in terms of what do we do this season? Do we go for the playoffs or do we truly focus in on development? And I think we're starting to see that right now as we float somewhere between four and eight in the playoffs as the season comes across the halfway point. Are we going to sit our youngsters for the people who are scoring those veterans like a Burks, like a Rose? a good question uh you know it's tough because like when you watch the games and we're winning games we're all super happy and uh it's good to see but if the young players aren't the reason why we're winning those games uh you know there's obviously going to be some criticisms but i do have to say i think if this team my last point for the knicks right now is if this team makes the playoffs we're going to be a tough out because it's not like we're like purely outscoring teams we're like out hustling teams and the defensive intensity every night is exactly what you need in the playoffs so i I don't see us winning a championship but i see us making some noise if we if we can make the playoffs uh easy any final thoughts on the knicks i fucking love it we're at a six seed right now you got like three or four different t-shirts you could just write right now (laughs) the julius randall one we'll just get a picture of his face and you say i fucking love that guy (laughs) um it's it's a little scary because from four till like 10 you're separated by three games so we can quit. I mean, just from I was running around saying we're a four seed and then we get blown out by the Spurs and we're a six seed. Um, and then, yeah, you lose a couple games and all of a sudden you're a nine seed. It's crazy. Um, and, I, and I know we have a tough schedule after the All-Star break, um, but let's just fucking kick the shit out of the Pistons before the All-Star <laughs> break, please. The poor Pistons. Because like, suck. <laughs> dude, we're playing, we're playing the Sixers twice. We're playing the Bucks, uh, the Magic, and I forget there's another game. But it's like it's a tough schedule right after the All Star break, and uh, 
we can't really afford a lot of losses because before you know it, you're a 10 seed. It's, it's cr crazy. The East is, uh, there's not a lot of separation between those teams. Yeah, it's jam-packed. Charlie, any final thoughts on our Knickerbockers? No, I really, you know, as a season ticket, as a season ticket holder, they, they offered me the chance to have a zoom call with Kevin Knox and I turned it down. <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's not worth my time. Thanks. I'll pass. Wait. So question, have they like offered for you to like go to a game? So there was one 24 hour period uh, where we could have requested tickets. My father-in-law uh, actually has his, like account representative at MSG uh, waiting. So we're trying to pick a game right now where him and I can go to hopefully by the end of the season. And we're going to nice. let her know. So I should get to a game by the end of the season. Uh, and then the playoffs, depending on, on if they make the playoffs, the season ticket holders get first priority on grabbing whatever playoff tickets are available. So I don't That's know, maybe awesome. we'll get in like a regular season and maybe a playoff game. We'll see. It's really weird how they're doing the seating. Have you guys noticed? It's like one very like, weird. A group at the very like beginning of the row, and then all the way at the other end of the row, and like thirty-five empty seats in between. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. I thought for sure they'd be cramming people in for the money. I guess they still can't. What do you think this is? Texas? No, man. Come on. This is... <laughs> but um, love it. I, I mean, I, I do. Yeah, it's weird, but it's good to see fans back. It's good to hear some real live like defense chants every once in a while. But uh, what do you boys say we kick it over to the All-Star Weekend? There's like a shit ton of stuff going on. It's going to be nice. Where do you guys want to start with, uh, with All-Star Weekend? Oh, should we do the Rising Stars game? I'm looking at this roster right now. I got a lot of, I got a lot of questions, a lot of comments on this. Let's do it. Let's do it. The, the rising stars, the young guns. Uh, my one thought for this game is that the U.S. team is going to fucking dominate this game. Destroy. <laughs> Destroy the world roster. Like kind of <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> of what that roster looks like. But, yeah, Charlie, you brought it up. Let's hear it, man. God, Kevin, you took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth, man. That is a horrible roster. Oh, my gosh. The USA team is going to destroy. I mean, Zion, Ja Moran, James Weissman, DeAndre Hunter, Tyler Hero, Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Edwards, LaMelo Ball. That team is stacked. stacked. And this world team, we got players such as Theo Maldon and... <laughs> Fofcundo Campazzo. So I'll let you guys digest who's going to win this game. Yeah. I will say I do like Campazzo on Denver. He's not nice. But the international players that are that are doing this is dog shit. So, like, are there other players that, like, opted out of this or something? Or is this really what, like, the international pool of, like, young star? Because, like, RJ Barrett is the biggest name there. And that's not a good right. thing. I'm like, yeah, that's I'm like, a good point. I get Nikhil Alexander Walker's on there. He's been playing pretty well this season. Yeah, Precious is on there. Precious has been playing pretty well too. Yeah, she is. Precious Achua. Uh, funny little story. His his brother, God's gift Achua, played for St. John's when I was there. Some oh shit, I remember yeah, him. Some really great names. But uh, easy. What are your thoughts on this game? Who's winning MVP? 
Ooh, who's winning MVP? I could see I could see Zion winning MVP, but I could also see fucking the gunner, Michael Porter Jr. coming out and putting up like 50 shots. Yeah, just like draining threes. Bitch, I don't get to shoot enough on Denver. I'm getting my buckets tonight. But also like, hey, you all these teams passed up on me. Look at me now. Which I don't, uh, dude, run to the fucking, run to the basket on a three-on-one fast break and, and win the game and not run to the corner and look at Murray like it's your fault. <laughs> that, I'm sorry, that play like really made me not like Michael Porter Jr. anymore. Yeah, that was just a whole fuck up. I, uh, and it's, like, today, it's today's NBA. I, yeah, I understand these guys run these plays and they and like they're told to run to the corner. I get it. But there's a point where you just got to be like your basketball IQ has to be like, oh, I'm 6'10 running. There's no one in front of me. I'm going to throw this bitch down and, and tie the game. Sure. I mean, so Charlie, I don't know if you saw that play. Um, it was like at the end of the game of the Nuggets game where they could have tied it up. And it was like a right. three-on-one fast break, and they all ran to like the three-point line and stopped. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like they missed the three, and they lost yeah. the game. It's today's NBA oh three-on-one fast break, not one person. No, they, they all had clear lanes to the hoop. The the one defender stopped Jamal Murray with the ball. He picks up his dribble so early. Bad. And he's just looking at the three guys all standing at the three court at the three point line. And it's like, what the fuck? So bad. So bad. So bad. I definitely pick a LaMelo ball for MVP with a rising stars game. I'm yes, just picturing him. Like, he's gonna I'm just good... picturing him tossing up beautiful alley oops to Zion all day. Yeah. That's true. I think Zion's gonna be a fun person to watch this whole this whole like. I think everything's on Sunday, right? Or is it Saturday and Sunday? Saturday. I think right? Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Oh, when is the when is the three point and stuff? Isn't that Sunday? Is it all on Sunday? I thought they they moved everything to one day. I know the dunk contest is at halftime of the All Star game. Oh, oh what the hell? Really? So dunk the dunk contest is at halftime of the All Star game. But I want to say the rest of the stuff is on Saturday night still. Okay. Hmm. Oh, well, that, I guess that's why the dunk contest sucks. Yeah, you got nobody. But, uh, I mean, unless you got anything – my other point for the, the Rising Stars game, like, RJ, you better show out, man. Like, represent New York. You're the only player on that team. You better have a good game. We'll see. Uh, easy. What are your thoughts on the dunk contest, though? Let, let's flip it there. We just mentioned it. Hot dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got Anthony Simons, who, like, I don't know, man. I could have sworn his whole game, every time I watch Portland, he shoots threes. Um, I'm pretty positive he's the backup point guard on that team. Uh, he plays a lot when Lillard sits. Cassius Stanley uh sounds like a fucking loser who went to to the b school and and <laughs> um if he was smart he would have been a tar heel um and then you got obi toppin mr nba ready who puts up fucking four and two so 
It should be a really entertaining dunk contest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the lack of stars, like, I guess it doesn't really mean that it's going to be a bad show, but these names don't really impress me at all. Um, like I looked at some of their highlights. Honestly, this guy, Anthony Simons, kind of reminds me of like a Derek Jones Jr. Uh, he's got like long, lanky. He's kind of like that G League NBA guy that got called up for this, basically. But um, other than that, I, I hope Obi wins, man. Like he better, like an another guy for the Knicks, like show out, man. Like put New York on the map here. Like, do your thing. Maybe that'll give you some confidence going into the rest of the season because you have not done shit already. Yep. Charlie, who's winning this dunk contest for you? <laughs> Two things there. So the only way Obi Toppin's winning this dunk contest is if he shows a highlight reel from his Dayton days. <laughs> uh, secondly, also, secondly, also, too, didn't he just have like an Achilles injury a couple of like a, like a month or two ago when the season first started? Like I could see total Nick's luck where this guy literally just like rips in it. Lord don't happen, but rips some sort of ACL on a dunk contest because it would just so be the Knicks luck. I mean, I hope Obi wins. I hope he represents the Knicks. Well, to tell you the truth, I have no idea how these other two guys dunk. So I don't even know who would win. I hope Obi wins. Their highlights are not impressive. Like, to be honest, like uh, I looked at like the NBA.com page for the, the dunk contest and they had like a few highlights of their dunks and it uh, wasn't good. So a question, what, why, why, why is this the, the three guys in the all-star game? Is, is this a money yeah. because they're all young and they don't have a lot of money coming in and they're not, not on these big time deals. Maybe. Because I'm looking, first place makes 100, second place 50, and third place is 20 grand. Um, I had no idea that you won money for winning this. Oh, of course. Yeah, these guys, like, what the hell else are they doing it for? But, like, I, I'm not going to lie. I watch a lot of league pass. Who the hell at the NBA office sat around at a conference table and was like, all right, guys, Anthony Simons, Cassius <laughs> Stanley, Ob Toppin, so, and yeah. they were like, they were like, yes, book it. Like that doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. Or is there like a, if you want to be, if you want to participate, you sign up, and these are the three assholes who signed up. <laughs> you know? The only, the only three players in the NBA that signed up. Every year they're like, LeBron, is it going to be LeBron? Z Zion. <laughs> Usually, like, the box is full of names now. It's just, like, three names that they just picked out. But, you know, Charlie, since you did say that this is during the halftime of the All-Star game, maybe that's why. Maybe, like, you yeah. know, guys like Levine yeah. and, and Zion, like, aren't going to do it. Like, yeah. that would be sick, though. Like, give me Zach Levine. Give me Zion. Give me, like, Derek Jones Jr. again. Like, why well, don't – I don't understand why these guys aren't there. I yeah, don't know that – Oh rating thing remember d wade fucking doing the inside insider trading bullshit um so stupid i think like they kind of ru ruined it with getting like these nonsense like judges and bullshit scores and they tie every year and no one actually wins yeah yeah it got yeah. old yeah tnt the shtick on tnt gets a little old especially on all-star weekend they just like overhype the hell out of it yo 
Here we go. Here we yeah. go. You're, you just opened up easy. Let's hear it. Dude. All right, easy. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So I have been the biggest inside the NBA fan for years. Right. Like e even like pre Shaq, like Kenny, Chuck and Ernie used to crack me up. Then Shaq came in as like the once in a while guy. Then he was the full-time hysterical this year. I'm like, I've had enough. I don't think they're that funny anymore. I think they're just old and they're like, you know, uh, this guy's got to stop shooting all these threes, man. Like, <laughs> no one has a take. They all watch like three seconds of the game in between the free buffet they have until the next air, until the next like TV time. Yeah, I mean, that segment easy that you showed me where Shaq couldn't name who like most of the league was was pretty, pretty bad. But Charlie, that's your boy, man. That's your boy. You gotta stick up for Shaq. Yo, I can't. I can't say anything bad about my guy. That's my. <laughs> that's my guy. I, I. You know, I do agree with Easy. You know, sometimes the TNT shtick can be a little bit much. I definitely agree that Chuck and Shaq are not always watching the games like to a, a level to really break them down. I do think Kenny does. Um, I don't think Shaq and Chuck do really. So I, I totally get it. Um, I'm kind of happy they took Kevin Garnett off too. I've never been like the biggest Kevin Garnett guy. Um, so I'm kind of happy they didn't renew his show either. But yeah, I'm not looking forward to the all-star coverage this weekend with them bouncing around. You remember I remember when Garnett tried to be tough and it's like, yo, Duncan slapped you in the head and you bitched out. <laughs> like, you're always a bitch. You'll always be a bitch, Garnett. Like, Carmelo ran after you, ran after your bus, and you ran on the bus. You fucking... Yeah. That's funny. He, Yeah, I mean, that, that show, was I didn't like it at all. Garnett just got, like, the way that he talks and, like, he just sounds a lot tougher than he actually is. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's kick it over to our shooters three-point contest. There's a couple of big names, some names that I think should probably not be there, but like you got Devin Booker, you got Curry, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, Zach Levine and Donovan Mitchell. Um, I think it's a two-horse race. <laughs> Obviously, I think it's Booker and Curry going for it. The other guys, I'm not sure why we couldn't bring in uh, some better shooters, especially this year. Um, but easy interested to hear what your thoughts on on this three-point contest so um i don't think it's i don't think it's as bad as you kind of made it out to be i i think like the jalen brown thing's a little weird i understand why levine's in there i mean he's shooting 43 percent from three yeah he's having the i i get i think my whole grievance was brown tatum and donovan mitchell yeah can we yo enough of the goddamn celtics <laughs> you're a subpar team you you've been dangling like this this fucking uh brooklyn trade as it happened like a decade ago enough sorry yeah I don't like <laughs> no it's fine yeah. No, yeah no i get it but like who who's who are you picking here like what do you think of the overall contest so um i mean you gotta love booker he could get hot you gotta love steph curry I, he's always fun because he, he like he's a guy that, you know, like can get hot like instantly and will hit 10 in a row, yeah. you know, um, 
but I wouldn't mind having a Zach Levine or like a Rando win it. That would be funny. Charlie, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so when I first saw the list for the three-point contest, I was like, Devin Burker, Stephen Curry, check, check. Then I was like, shit, they got the dunk contest contestants <laughs> yeah, exactly. up here in the three-point contest with Jason Tatum and Zach Levine. Like, what the hell is going on? Now, I definitely hope that those all of those guys get eliminated quickly and we're just watching Devin Booker and Steph Curry make it rain. I'm actually happy that Steph Curry is doing it. This year, only because I feel like it's pretty in vogue for the all-stars and like the big all-stars to sit out like the dunk contest or sit out the three-point contest, you know, they don't really do it. So I do think it's cool that like Steph is actually doing it because he really is like the best three-point shooter in the league, in my opinion, um, and just for my money. Uh, but I'll be interested to see how it plays out. Easy to your point, Zach Levine is shooting 43% from three. He could definitely get hot. I really wish Joe Harris was playing was in this. That's my guy, yeah. Joey Hoops from UVA. Um, and he's shooting close to 50% from three-point range, I think. So I'm surprised he's not back to defend his title. But it's a good spread. I like Devin Booker and Steph Curry in the final, and hopefully Steph comes out on top. Yeah, I think that's one of the guys that I had down was like, like, why aren't, why isn't Joe Harris there? Like Paul George is even having a really good shooting year from three uh, and like CJ McCollum, like another really good three point shooter. I think the whole Jalen Brown, Tatum, Don Mitchell thing just didn't make too much sense to me, but my dark horse is Zach Levine. I think he's going to show out, but we'll see. Now, Charlie, I know you wanted to get this skills contest. So why don't you break that down for us? Yeah, so I'm actually really stoked about this skills contest. So it's a pretty cool thing they do uh, on All-Star Saturday, usually, uh, where they combine like a series of basketball skills back to back to back. It's a really cool contest. There's actually some really good players. Obviously, shout out to Julius Randle for the Knicks. He's in it this year. But we've got Robert Covington. Luka Doncic is making an appearance in this also. Chris Paul, my guy from Phoenix. Nikola Vucevic, which is the all-around do-it-yourself guy for Orlando. And then Sabonis, Kev, your guy. Know how you feel about Sabonis. Uh, All of these, yeah, all of these together should be kind of cool. I'm excited to see some of the young, I'm excited to see some of the younger guys. I'm excited to see the older guy and Chris Paul. And then I'm also excited to see the big guys too. Uh, Vucevic, Sabonis, even Julius Randle. I'm excited to see how they do. I think getting to watch Luca do just about anything is pretty like special. Like it's just, he's probably going to win. Yeah. He's probably going to win. He's his numbers this year. Fucking insane. Like he's, I don't even know. There's just not a word for him, man. Like I really do think he's like going to be like pretty close to like the next LeBron, but Robert Covington, like what the fuck is up with that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's questionable. Questionable. Weird. All right. All right. I guess we're just going to throw in this random guy. Maybe he's the only one that wrote in that he wanted to do this and they put it in the box. So they had to put him in. Easy. What are your thoughts on this skills contest? Luca all the way, baby. Luca magic. Luca Duca. Yeah. I, I do. I, I want to see Sabonis. I think Sabonis will come in second. He's a, he's pretty skilled for a big man. I'm sure his dad's got him running drills right now, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Boys, any other thoughts before we get into the actual all-star game? Yeah, real quick on the the Luka Doncic Mavericks front. Kev, you're in Dallas. Are are the Mavericks trading Porzingis? Let's go. 
hope so. I really do hope so. I've been texting all of the, the, the Mavericks fans around here that were giving me shit for, for us trading. I really hope they trade him. Me too, man. And I hope it's for them. I hope they get something good. Cause like I'm here and I'm going to be going to Mavericks games. they will be fun to watch, but man, I, I hope they send him to like Orlando or like just <laughs> like Detroit, you know, like just somewhere really Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. There's, there's no shot. Yo, we traded him when he was like on on like that level of like, oh, he's a unicorn, like Gian- Giannis and Embiid. And like yeah. we had like we attached like a bunch of salary, Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway and whatever. So we didn't get as much as we could. I get it. But yo, there is you're getting 30 cents on the dollar for that Porzingis trade right, right now. I mean, the only way that they could probably pull something is off is taking back another big, bad contract. Yeah, they're going to have to, right? Maybe they, uh, maybe they make it, you know, swing a trade for like, send him to Cleveland for like, for Drummond and some pieces or something. Okay, wait. Why the fuck is everybody obsessed with Andre Drummond? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I just said his name because I know it's out there. I don't like the guy. Has have you guys watched any Cleveland games? Only a few. The Knicks, no. Well, whenever they play the Knicks, dude, he is hot garbage. Like he th- thinks he could like bring the ball up. He gets rebounds, brings the ball up by himself. He's like honestly, he's like Julius Randle last year. Just dribbles off his foot, goes out of bounds. <laughs> um, he tries to do way too much, and I guess because the Cavs suck, so like I get it, but. It's uh, I really don't get why every team, everybody's like, yeah, well, you know, you'll just get drumming. I'm like, yeah, and then what? And then you got a center that's making forty million dollars a year to grab ten rebounds and ten points. Yeah, and then he wants to shoot it to twenty plus. He, he's like Dwight when Dwight wanted fucking post touches. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That was funny. It's like, dude. Play defense and rebound. That's why you're here. <laughs> Give Dwight some young Dwight was he was pretty good. God, that that 2009 Magic team was so awkward. Remember when he did that interview with Van Gundy? Like, I'm not trying to get you fired, Stan. No, I re- I really like you. You're a nice guy. And like, gave him a hug, and then they fired him like an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. The worst thing that could have happened was him winning a ring with the Lakers because now he is no doubt a Hall of Fame player. And Ugh. I'm sorry. So? But, dude, no doubt. He's got, like, multiple defensive player of the years, led the league in rebounding, took a team to the finals. He was, like, one of the last guys to come into the league straight out of high school. That too. Yep. That's true. Um. I think also, too, I worked out to try and get his shoulders for like four or five years. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Not good, bud. Not good. Not, not good. He's chiseled. That's for sure. I'll give him that. He's chiseled. But um, to, to answer your question, I, I, I'm hearing on sports radio that like his name is being floated out there. I hope they do trade him, but I mean – I don't see a viable way they could do it without, you know, not getting back anything really that would help them now in return. So did you see that he unfollowed the Matt Mavericks on social media? Oh God, here we go. Yep. 
And then apparently the Met Mavericks were like, they were like, listen, his team is like, they're the worst. Or his agent sucks and is a cancer to the team or whatever. And meanwhile, it's Giannis. It's his fucking irritating brother, Giannis. Yeah. Phil Jackson may have really dodged a bullet there. Unbelievable. Big time. I mean, uh, he's made a lot of bad moves, Phil, and he didn't do us any good. But, I mean, that that's a huge thing that he did for us. He called that shit out before anyone. Um, yeah, man, like, what, what's going through that guy's head? Like, you're lit- you literally have the job that you have because your brother's good at basketball. Like, there's nobody else that would hire you, and yet you're, you're just ruining the dude's career. And he's following basically everything that you have to say. So when does that be? When does that stop being a reflection on the brother and become a reflection on on KP? Well, I think it has already, right? Like, true. You know, I think once he got traded from the Knicks to the Mavs, like I, I know for us as like Nick fans, right? Like we were like, all right, well, this is how like we put it all on KP, even though we knew that his brother was a jerk off. But it's That's- like you know, his brother rubbed off on him, right? Like. Yep. His, he had a huge ego and he was lifting five pound dumbbells in all season <laughs> workouts. But, uh, Charlie, would you trade for Porzingis? If you, if you had a team right now and he was available, would you try to swing a trade for him? So if I'm a team that maybe has two established stars, I would maybe consider trading for him. But if I'm a team that has one star and I'm looking to build around a second star with that first star, he's not somebody I'm going with. He's a third option. He's not a second option or or a first option. 100% agree. I think all he does is just take up cap that you could be using to find a second option, you know? Right. But uh, all right, boy, let's get into the all-star game. Charlie, why don't you kick it off, man? What do you, who are you like looking to watch? What are your thoughts? Who's going to win this game? Yeah, so a couple of things. So the West starters, we've got LeBron, Jokic, Kawhi, Steph, and Luka. That is a stacked, stacked starting five lineup. I'm definitely looking for the West to take the game. The East, we've got KD, Kyrie, Beal, Joel, and Giannis. It's a good starting lineup for the East. Wait, uh, they've got. Don't they pick? Don't the captains pick their teams? No, not it's, this year. Uh, no, not this year. Yeah, no draft. No draft this year. So I definitely I like the West roster. Definitely a really strong starting five, and then a couple of guys coming off the bench. Really curious to see a how Zion does in the All Star game. His first All Star game appearance. See if he lights it up at all. And then also, too, really excited to see what happens when James Harden gets on the court with some of these other guys to see what happens on the distribution perspective because he's been killing it in the assist game for the Nets. So I'm looking for that to carry over in the All-Star game, too. He's averaging 11 assists a game. Uh, Easy. Dude, he's such a facilitator. Yeah, I mean, overall, his game's completely shifted from when he was on Houston. It's kind of crazy. I think overall the West has like a better roster. Um, I think they probably win the game because of that. 
But uh, easy. What are your thoughts on this game and like who actually made the rosters here? So I think uh, your James Harden point. You have to remember the game is being played in Atlanta, so mm-hmm. Magic City. Those chicken and, wings. He's going. Oh, uh, he's That's dead, it. and probably meeting up with little baby. So <laughs> it's going to be a rough night. Um, I don't think a lot of the players are going to show up for or show out for the All Star game. I'm just putting that out there. I mean, they're going to be in Hotlanta for the weekend. Wait, can I can I jump in for a second? Yeah. I did read an article that said for the All Star weekend, Atlanta is opening up their bars and restaurants until four a.m. <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible. Incredible. Love it. So to your point, Easy, I think uh, I think that matches up pretty well with what's going to happen. And then what's going to be funny is every player is going to come back to their team with COVID, spread it <laughs> all your team, and we won't have hoops for like two weeks. That Magic City COVID. <laughs> that actually sounds Oof. pretty cool. Yeah, right. That's a new variant. That's a new variant. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wear a mask to get rid of that one. Oh man. But uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely in, you know I'm looking at the rosters here. Um, one name that jumps out at me is this fucking guy Ben Simmons. He's just always being talked about. I hate this guy. Right? Like, why did he make the team? Because he's a fucking defense stud. He plays point guard. He's six ten. He guards one through five. He, if he didn't have Embiid, he'd be the focal point of a team. I don't understand how you guys hate Ben Simmons. Oh, clearly no. Easy's watching seventy sixers games on League Pass every night. Yeah. Well, but hold on. So, like, if Embiid's not there and he is the focal point of that team, that team fucking sucks. He put up 40 and was and they smoked uh shit, who was that? Uh Ooh, the Pistons. <laughs> oh my was it the Suns? I don't believe you. I, I I forget. I don't know. All I know is that Julius Randle better fucking defer his ass off. He better not take a shot. He better throw alley oops to everybody, fucking slap everybody. Yeah. Make friends with every fucking player on this team, man. Both sides. Smack a lot of butts, Julius. Just yes, yeah. good job, guys. Yeah. Smack the butts. Yeah, is- Let steals happen. Let people steal the ball from you. Whatever you need to do to, like, make friends, do it. Yeah, I'm going to need him to send out a LinkedIn connection before and follow up with a handshake to all of these guys. <laughs> we don't need him winning most valuable player. We need him winning most valuable butt smacker. Like, just- yeah. Boom, boom. Okay. Smacking everybody. Great job, guys. Like, wings for everybody should be on him at Magic City yeah. this weekend. He should run the Just pick up the tab. Out. Just pick I'd, up the t- I'd be so okay if he didn't even play on Sunday. Just yeah. be the life yeah. of the party Saturday night. Yeah. Yes. Don't even Kill show it. up for the game because you're that hungover. Kill it Saturday night. <laughs> Fucking send the text in the morning. Get everybody bacon, egg, and cheeses. Like, do it the right way, Julius. <laughs> Just have an orange juice, a bacon, egg, and cheese, and some coffee delivered to everybody's room. Yeah. Yeah. You like this? It's even better in New York. Yeah. Just Boom. fucking put them in a backpack and take them on the plane with you. You should taste the bagels. <laughs> Just under the when you when you unwrap the egg sandwich, just like a note that says you, should, you got you should taste the bagels. <laughs> Hashtag NYC. <laughs> But uh, 
a couple of names that like I, I was looking at that didn't make this team. One of them you guys are gonna love, and that's Trey Young. I'm oh. pumped that he didn't make this team. It's incredible. Uh, another name is Jeremy Grant. Poor fucking guy, putting up numbers in on the Pistons. Couldn't even make an All Star team. And then my boy Shia from OKC. He's putting up good numbers this year. I think he's like a really good young player. I'm kind of kind of pissed he didn't make the roster. Uh, any surprises from you guys, Charlie? I'll start with you. Yeah, so SGA is a good call out. I think also too, to Trey Young, man, like he just got his coach fired too. Like apparently they're him and uh, Cam Reddish were like hardcore drivers and getting their coach fired. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do in Atlanta. Um, it's an interesting situation he's in right now. They definitely do have some pieces there. Um, I was kind of surprised throughout all of this. There was no Terry Rozier included in any of these skills challenges. That guy's actually shooting almost 50% from the floor, shooting over 45% from three, averaging 20 points a game. He's actually playing pretty well for the Hornets this year. I'm surprised they didn't include him in anything. I agree. I was looking at like the three-point numbers, and I didn't realize he was having as good of a year as he was with, uh, you know, shooting threes. And he's taken a lot of them, too. Uh, easy. Final thoughts on that, on the All-Star? All-Star so, team in the roster? Um, I always think the All-Star is hard because it's like a limited, obviously, it's a limited, a limited number of spots. And then ha- just like how they do it, like, you know, everyone's so like you're stuck in that like position. Even if on your team you play a couple different roles, it doesn't matter. You're going to be a guard, like kind of deal. Um, I just feel bad for Mike Conley, man. He couldn't get one All Star. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's never been an All Star his entire career, um, and it's just because he plays the game according to his teammates. Yeah. You know, like he he was never going to have the stats that other point guards had on that grit and grind Memphis team slow it down, dump the ball to Zebo and Marcus all like he's never going to have those numbers. Now he's on like this kick ass jazz team. But like, are you really going to play three jazz players in the fucking all star game? Like, Gobert's going to make it Mitchell's going to make it. So it's like he shouldn't have made it over those two. So like, I get why he wasn't there. But it's just like, he will go down as the best player t- to never make an all star team. Wow. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Passionate defense for Mike Conley. Yeah, I was surprised, man. You're defending Mike Conley. Wow. Yeah, man. I, I, I rep who I like. You know, I mean? you know, those Grizzlies teams that he played on did always make the playoffs, at least. Always. They were actually good there for a little bit. Like him Zach Randolph. Him and Zebo were fun to watch, man. All right, boys, why don't we kick it over to, uh, you know, we're hitting the midway point of the season. We'll finish off the show with some surprises. I know, Easy, you had uh, you had one that you wanted to shout out. Let's hear it, brother. All right. Just to continue, I'll keep it on the Jazz because the last pod we had, I, I kind of, I shit all over the Jazz. Big time. Now, what happened? What happened in the, you know, couple of weeks that we didn't record that you're, 
I'm going to tell you what happened. They got a bunch of primetime games. And I started watching a lot of jazz. And I was like, damn, like the jazz are actually like a good team. Yeah. But you're just getting that. <laughs> well, yeah, because like I, I like it's hard be, be, because like a lot of I mean, just kind of sports in general. But a lot of this stuff's gotten diluted where it's like these regular season accolades don't really mean that much anymore especially with like how these guys treat their bodies, the amount of games they don't play primetime games. I'm watching like the backups backup play because nobody gives a fuck and they're all resting. Like um, it's hard to evaluate this kind of stuff, but I will say I will, I will hate and I will die on this hill of hating Jordan Clarkson. Fuck you, Jordan Clarkson. (laughs) there's no way you're this good there's no way you should have this like fucking like always green light he shoots it the second the ball touches his hands and was it it miraculously goes in his numbers are insane i don't get it but i'm telling you come playoff time he's shutting down and he's gonna suck and the jazz will be out in the first or second round you heard it here well, that's enough out of you for the show. Um, <laughs> what a, ended on a high note with Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> Dude, yo, he, he has shown throughout his entire career that he's this heat check guy that, like, nobody ever really wants to do the heat check with. But then, like, now, out of all years, now, he, he – it's not even a contract year. Like, it's his first year in a deal – um, he's comfortable, man. He's got that money. He's no, he's got like pretty. six wives because he's now a Mormon. Maybe that's why he's comfortable. You know what? If that's the case, props to Jordan Clarkson. I take back everything I said. Different strokes for different folks. Um, I'm going to hit you guys with one of my surprises. It's- Wait, hold on. You guys don't have – you guys, there's no rebuttal? You, you think I'm totally insane for shitting on Clarkson? I think he's. I think he's going to win the six men. Yeah, I do too. He's having a hell of a year this year. Yeah, but Lou Will used to win the six man, and then he's like literally the worst playoff player by percentages ever. Right, well, he's going to win the six man. Like, what do you want from the guy? Like, give him a shot. I want you to be good when it counts, Jordan. <laughs> They'll be fine. They'll be fine in the playoffs. All right, we'll see. You want to put some money on it? I'll put some money on it. Well, what's the bet? Like, do they make it past the round? So, I mean, matchups are hard. Uh, hold on. Right now, <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah, with the play-in, you don't know. So they could play anybody from Warriors to Mavericks to Pelicans in the first round. It, well, I, like, depending, they won't make it out of the second round. I'll put 25 bucks on that. 25 bucks? What, what, what I look like fucking Rockefeller? Charlie, are you in on this bet too? That's a little tough. That's a little tough. Little tough odds right now. Oh, sounds like you guys are scared because I'm right. How much money are you, do you want to throw down? I'll put 30 grand that they won't make it out of the fucking round. Deal. All right, thirty grand. 
It really depends if they get the first seed or not. If they fucking make it to the Western Conference Finals, I'm fucked. Yeah, you buy me a new fucking pool. That's what you're doing. <laughs> All right, I got one of my surprises here. It's uh, Old Depot turning down that uh, extension. Uh, they offered him a two-year max. Um, I think it's kind of insulting for him. He already turned down like a long-term max deal with the Pacers. Um, I think it's insulting because you kind of know that this guy wants, you know, long-term with his injuries, he's probably going to want more years. You're all, you know, as a franchise, it's probably smart to only throw him two years. I mean, the Rockets really are shit in the bed right now. They got nothing going for them really with, with, with Wood sitting out. Uh, it makes sense to me that he turned that extension down. Uh, Charlie, any thoughts on, on our boy Victor over here? Yeah, he's definitely searching for that bag. I definitely think he's going to get some sort of Gordon Hayward-esque contract. Definitely looking for that four-year deal somewhere, $100 million, $120 million, somewhere in that $25 to $30 million range. Definitely looking for four years to get paid. I don't know if I'm ready to sink that money into him. Um, obviously, we want his numbers to come back from that quad injury. He was a hell of a player before that injury happened. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily the piece the Knicks need right now. Maybe he makes sense on another team. You know, if I was even somebody like uh, maybe and I'll maybe save it for my for my surprise um, and I'll sort of tie him back. But there's some teams out there that could definitely use him. I agree. Yeah. Easy. What are your thoughts on Victor? So a lot of like, I don't know why he, he's always um, like talked about like with the Miami Heat. Um, yeah, they have a lot of, they have a lot of wings already. They got a lot of wings. They have a lot yep. of two guards that could put up points and shoot it. Um, and if he's not putting up numbers like he did, like he, he's just clearly not worth like max money. So I'm confused at like what would be the incentive for a team to do this, all, all, like other than a team that can't attract free agents, like yeah. I don't know, um, Kings, Hawks, whatever. Ooh, I could see the Kings giving him a max contract. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, a team like that, yeah. But come on. All right, Charlie, what do you got as your surprise? All right. My surprise to wrap up the show, dude, I'm actually going with the Warriors. So definitely thought they would be a bottom five team. They've actually played themselves into a playoff spot in the Western Conference. They're an eight seed right now. Steph is playing really well. Wiggins is scoring the ball almost 20 points a game. Oubre's game is ticking up. Draymond is really having a resurgence across all facets of his game, rebounds, assists, steals. He just had a game with 20 assists the other night, which was huge. I definitely see them on the uptick. If they had clay, they would probably even be a higher seed than the eight. So my surprise is the Warriors. I definitely thought they would be a lottery bottom dwelling team. They're a playoff team and they could definitely stick there for the rest of the season. Tying in what we were just talking about, does it make sense for a team like the Warriors who have some of these pieces, have some of these draft picks to swing at somebody like Victor Oladipo as a piece to add in with Steph, Draymond, and Clay? Maybe even you may have to give up Wiggins, but to build some sort of nucleus around those players. 
for me, I was completely wrong about the Warriors. I thought they were going to be like a bottom five team, like another top, you know, three pick in the league, uh, in the draft, I should say. They're surprising the hell out of me. I do think that they probably will try to make a run at someone to bring someone else in there to, to make a Definitely. run. Um, I, I don't know if Oladipo is that guy. I think they, you know, you know, with Clay coming back next year, uh, and Wiggins already there now. Like, I, do you trade Wiggins for Oladipo? Like, I don't think that, you know, for well, them. Because Wiggins is the only guy who's making like 20 plus a year. So you need him for salary. Yeah, that's true. Here, too. So make yeah. a play for Beal. If I'm the Warriors, offer oh, Jesus Beal. Christ. They would never shoot another two point shot again. That's the Warriors, baby. <laughs> All right, Easy, you want to cap it off with some thoughts on the Warriors? Dude, Steph Curry's back. His numbers are MVP, like, 2015, 2016 level numbers. Um, They're exciting. Um, It does make you think, though, what would the Warriors be if maybe they didn't pick Weissman? Um. The guy's falling out of the rotation. Obviously, bigs don't usually come on so quickly in the league. It always takes them a little while. Um, but what if they went for a Lamelo? What if oh. like, you know, it makes you think when you see these guys who are contr- like really contributing? Um, where would the Warriors be if they had a more impactful like rookie? It's true, man. That's a good point, but. Steph's cooking with the pot right now. They're cooking. Let's see what they do the rest so of the year. All right, boys. I'm sure uh, next week we'll be back. We'll be talking about that all-star game and hopefully talking about Julius Randle smacking butts. Hopefully we get a couple Nick W's here soon, boys. Let's go. Hey, Julius, if you play in the all-star game, that means you didn't have enough fun on Saturday. <laughs> Bacon, what- egg, and cheeses. <laughs> Make sure, they know, make sure they know about the bagels, too. Ah, oh! Oh! Woo! Twist up! Yeah. Yeah. I'm back!